I'm Paul Sullivan, your host on the Company of Dads podcast, where we explore the sweet, sublime, strange, and silly aspects of being a lead dad in a world where men, who are the go-to parents, often feel they have to hide or at least not talk about their roles. One thing I know from personal experience is being a lead dad is not a traditional role for men, whether you work full-time, part-time, or devote all your time to your family. Parenting is so often left to mothers or paid caregivers. But here at The Company of Dads, our goal is to shake all that off and create a community for fathers who are lead dads and to welcome other dads who want to learn more from them. Today we have a first. It's going to be our first two-part podcast. And as you listen, you'll know exactly why. Uh, my guest is Marvin Aviles, who has one of the most captivating stories about becoming a lead dad I've ever heard. Uh, Marvin and I met at a poker table in New York City probably 20 years ago when neither of us had kids and playing poker until midnight on a weekday seemed like a perfectly good use of our time. Uh, we then lost touch for well over a decade until I started seeing him posting photos of him and his seven-year-old daughter a few months ago on Facebook. After watching for a while, I started to read what was going on, but it was like starting a mystery novel on page 200. I was following, but it didn't all add up. So I reached out to Marvin, who now lives in London, and what was supposed to be a 15-minute call stretched for well over an hour, and I knew I wanted Marvin to tell his story on this podcast. Marvin, thank you for being here, and welcome to the Company of Dads podcast. Paul, thank you for the invitation. I'm glad to be here. Did you have any any groups in the UK? You know, you, you mentioned you know uh, FNF, but any groups that were sort of helping you or, or giving you you guidance uh, through this? I mean, you're you're not no. uh, an attorney in the US, so you're not an attorney in the UK. But how are you navigating that that part of this? It's not just the legality of immigrating, but the legality. So, of so the on the legality, country. what I did was I actually did a Google search and I found an immigration. Um, lawyer who, <laughs> again, this is, he's like, all you got to do is pay a thousand pounds and that's it. One time fee. And I will stay with you the entire time. I'm like, what? And, and traditionally, yeah, of course he's, you know, he's getting, he's doing the paperwork for people who are here because of a job right. or because of, you know, that the company is going to bring them in. And I think he regretted it when he, when he did a deal with me. <laughs> Normally, it's like an hour and a half of his time, you know, signs a couple papers, calls his buddy at the department. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This was um, almost two years. Wow. But you were allowed to stay during that time. Well, what happened? Okay. That's well, I wasn't allowed to stay. Okay. What I did was as soon as I got through, I called him up and said, look, I'm here. And he goes, okay. And we started talking about it. And he said, look, what I think I could do is you have an extreme case. You clearly want to be in your daughter's life. Yeah. Yeah. You have a, you have a contact agreement. You're proving that you want to maintain contact. That's a, you know, look, yeah, I'm doing whatever I can to spend time with my daughter. Yeah. And he goes, I think that this will fall under the extreme clause and we'll be able to bypass the, you have to go back to the U.S. to apply. Right. And we can use COVID as the hardship case. 
Hey, you're, you're, you're the, you're, I'm, I paid you. So that you guy, tell me that what guy to do. just earned his thousand pounds right there. Oh, He's like, no, listen, oh my God, I, in fact, I still, I got to still take him out to dinner because I still, I'm, you know, um, he put the package together and, and, and again, you know, I could never have done this. The, 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 the it's, you, you know, of course they say, well, you could apply on your own and there's a process, yeah. but it's never about that. Right. It's always about the nuances. It's always about knowing how to word and phrase and position and the packages was amazing. The package was amazing. I was like, wow. He really went right into the law and said, look, this individual has this, this, this work, blah, blah, blah. And um, and he put the package in. And the, the really scary part is when you put a package in, they take your passport. That was good, though. They're not going to kick you out. Like, you, well, you can't, no, you can't yeah. go home. Like, you're there. You're stuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would think that'd be the, awesome. The like, world is shut down, right? The world's shut down. Yeah. But I've never, I've, I have fear. It's like, oh my gosh, what I'm, I, I'm, it's this weird feeling, right? You're, you're in COVID. I'm in a flat that's not furnished. I'm alone. God. I'm not going, I can't go anywhere, right? I don't know anyone. And I don't have a passport. <laughs> wow. So, so, all right. So you get there, you're in the flat. Uh, how does this change the sort of negotiation or the relationship, you know, that you're having with your, your daughter now that you're, you're actually, you're not flying back and forth. You're present. Does this make things better or are there still challenges, you know, through the legal system with the mother of your daughter? Well, um, we, we had, we had an agreement in place and we executed on that agreement and, and that, that agreement had contact and so um it was very little it was very very little how how little is little it was 12 hours a month wow yeah and the um you know one of the strangest realities that that surfaced for me was that i'm so glad that i called and zoomed and did all those years of, even though they were hours, yeah, they were. I, I can't tell you how foundational they are in those first five years. Sure. And my daughter would come over, and she would just play. We was like, "Look, oh yeah, this is what this is this is where we live." Yeah. Yeah, she come out to the flat. Yeah. And yeah. And we couldn't go out. We couldn't meet outside. We couldn't go anywhere. So everything was at the flat. And so it gave me a chance to establish that father-daughter bond mm -hmm. in a very focused, in a world of chaos and, and turbulence and fear, right? And uh, it was amazing. It's just, just like, whoa, this is really happening. It's like we're we're really, you know, and and one of the things was what we would start to make coffee. <laughs> so when you take a you know a three year old and a four year old that who was just like oh yeah I'm gonna you know push and push and zoom yeah and, yeah. I, yeah I mean the world was upside down so why not be awake all night because you've had 17 cups of coffee <laughs> right. and I became I obviously became you know a, a coffee expert it was quite quite interesting. But now, as I understand, you, 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 you've, you've, I don't want to fast forward the story too much, but I know that 
you, you have come to an agreement, you have parenting rights. Talk about that. Talk to how you got to where you are now, which seems like, uh, you know, a pretty good place and, and certainly, you know, much better than it's, than it's ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, again, I want to, I want to, I want to highlight mindset, right? It's like, oh, okay. Mom and I don't agree, but it doesn't matter. I don't, this, I don't, I don't need to be angry. I don't need to be upset. I, you know, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Almost two years of being alone in a foreign country during COVID is not the healthiest place to be. No. Right. And not, not, you know, kind of not going out, you know, not, not being able to be normal, but yet I'm an extrovert. So the, the isolation for me was, was definitely one of the tallest mountains I've ever climbed. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 fortunately, as an as an as an interrogator, I I understood what isolation does, and so I had a lot of um, I had a lot of tools to navigate that. And and in and, the sense but, of having been on the other side of it, you knew sort of how yes. to work it through mentally yourself to sort of stave off the sort of worst effects of right. the isolation. Yeah, right, right. The the isolation was was deafening it was so loud that i uh it it was challenging and and um you know i i one of the tricks that i did was i I reached back into my childhood marvin and and just really did the things that for me as a child you know I watched every science fiction movie, <laughs> you know? uh, and these, I call them guilty pleasures, right? And and somebody would be like, "Oh, you just enjoy that?" I said, "Yeah, I enjoy it, but no, it's really who I am." You know, I started getting really back into like programming and, and really like, "Oh, I'm going to use this," and all these things I did as, that were that were child cooking was again, you know, cooking, programming, science fiction. Those are the things that that I did as a kid, and and so um, that part was really really hard, still really hard. And the good news is that during that period of time, um, it was about a year later that I did get I did get uh, residency and permission to stay in the UK. So that's like twenty twenty one. We're talking now, right? Yeah, right. And and so that gave me a this amazing amount of relief, and and I think it took an edge off, right? And, and and that edge was was extremely helpful and, and I felt you know and I felt bad because that made me realize how it feels to be an immigrant mm-hmm. you know and you know your, your family your your where do you live work all, all these different things that you're like wow yeah you know, just but you, you also like even it was you know you're fortunate that you had the means to pay for the uh, attorney and the means to get there but at the other end a more traditional immigrant would have gone into a community of some sort, an immigrant community, and uh, had some sort of job and built some sort of friends. You were literally in your flat because it was COVID. And like, who's the American guy, you know, sitting in the flat? I mean, you didn't have that ability to build that community. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's interesting because I I did a lot of Zooming, and and, but it, it didn't satisfy that deafening isolation like you know me i'm talking to you over zoom right now it's great right 
And I, I get a lot of that. I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate. A lot of my friends, you know, everybody's kind of on it. But it was that wasn't the um, that that deafening sound of isolation. Sure, it, it was, you didn't have any physical contact. You weren't, right. you know, no, there was, shaking somebody's hand, giving somebody a hug. You, you know, your daughter, of course, but she would only come over so often. But you weren't going and shooting the breeze at the coffee shop. You were getting the beans and coming home and doing it. You know, that's alone. right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and so, you know, well, navigating that was 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 a good challenge. And then, you know, at very recently, we're in, we're twenty twenty two. Very recently. Um, you know, the world started to open up in 2021. Uh, I, 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 we, we again tried different ways to figure out what we're going to do. Um, one thing led to another, and then we, 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 we ended up going back to court. And uh, finally, here we are in, uh, was October, about two, I think it was about two months ago, where we finally uh finished our our court proceedings and um the new arrangements had been established yeah and that's when i think i started seeing a lot more stuff that you're posting yeah um what and and so tell us if you can i mean what 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 is the new arrangement what is yeah so so the new arrangements um are are very much what what is kind of considered the standard package um but I think I got I think I got the standard package plus or premiere or VIP. <laughs> um and and so I I I I see my daughter from a third from Thursday. I have her from Thursday to Monday morning school. So Thursday after school to Monday morning school. Uh weekend one. Um during week two, I have her on a Wednesday night. Um and then weekend three, uh Saturday midday till Monday morning school, and then week four on a Wednesday night. And then it just rolls over. Okay. So, and then half holidays, half um, birthdays, um, you know, I think the, the, the half the summer, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, still, it hasn't, it hasn't been that long, but I have to ask, like, what's it like not to have to worry uh, or not to have to be in, in court trying to hash something out and to, just be a dad, just be a dad to your, your daughter. I, I think I'm still navigating that. I think, I think that's still, um, it's, it's, I'll be honest with you. It's, 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 sur- it's very surreal. It's very distant. And, 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 and what I mean by that is not that she's distant or not that our love isn't distant. That's become incredibly close, mm-hmm. but the concept of being that lead dad and then being that only person while she's under my care without having family, without having friends, without having other people who I can say, oh, you know, here's Jake and I've known Jake for 20 years and we, you know, there's, that doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. And, um, and there, there's, well, I've been very blessed though. This last summer I had a friend come with his three kids and his wife and, um, they were here in England for the whole summer. And so we were able to visit and I could tell stories and that was fun. And, yeah. you know, um, it, it's strange when you, you, I can tell you a bunch of stuff, but when there's a third person who validates it, it's like, whoa, it's true. Not that it's oh, not yeah. true. It's just, there's something about that third 
you know, set of eyes and ears. But, but it's can... also an event. So it, it, it touches a, a kid's brain in a different way. And, you know, a kid will remember, oh, yeah, there was your buddy and, you know, and yes. dad's friend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there's somebody, there was another part that happened, which is fascinating, is that I had um, a, a really good friend and she was visiting, running, c- coming through the UK. And she started, she, she took photos of my daughter and I. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I've never had someone else take a photo of us. Because it was either a selfie or that was it, right? It was, there was no third person. Yeah. And and when I started seeing those photos, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me holding my daughter. Yeah, n- not like this. You don't have Correct. your arm like, and yeah. Uh, Correct. That's amazing. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a big kind of like wow. So, um, what's been really nice is she knows me as her dad because I am her dad, but the kind of dynamics that apply to her mother clearly transfer over. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, like, like I had fears that she wouldn't see me as her father because I don't spend that much time with her. That, you know, you, as, as a single dad, who's the, um, who's not the main carer, you have fear that oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not good enough. I I don't have the, the not authority, but I don't you know she won't recognize me as a as a parent. Um, you know, I don't fit the bill. There's all these insecurities because of time. It's like look, but what I realized was that wasn't true. Right. So, yeah. It's and now you're establishing a routine, and kids and, are and now we have a amazing routine. at remembering better than adults. Because their their brains are not as cluttered, and they'll remember. Oh, this is the Wednesday I go see Dad, or this is the Saturday we, you know, and right. should be excited. And well, well, all, we're all also what what's been what's been incredible was the things that she remembers. So, so one of the things I did during COVID is I didn't shave, and I'd made myself a promise that I wouldn't shave until I saw her, right? And oh, she would wow. shave, she would shave with me. And every now and then she'd be like, oh, remember when you came back and your beard? Because <laughs> I had a, like a really big growth, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you remember that? She's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, you're, you really like the little things that I can't believe that she remembers. I was like, wow. Yeah. I guess she do remember that. That's incredible. You know? What's it been like going around? You know, you've always been her dad. But what's it been like going around London, you know, with her the past couple months where you know you don't have this you know any you know pressure from the court hanging over your head you don't have it you have an agreement and you know she you can see her and you can be her parent and and what does that feel like you you know as you you walk around together um that's a great question and one of the things that has surfaced for me is i and I hope I say this in a humble way. The past, you know, seven years, no one can ever take away from me. Mm. And no one can ever say, you didn't do what you should have done. Right. Yeah. I mean, and right, so you were trying, you were as trying as much as anybody could try and you weren't giving up and I wasn't giving up. And and so I think in my family, what I share with my family is I, I'm able to say to them, you know, 
I feel very proud. And I usually don't say that. Like, like I wish I, you know, I, my ego says, hey, you should be proud of that software thing you built, or you should be proud of that money you made, or look at your girlfriend. She's attractive or smart or whatever, right? Those are things that you want to feel like, hey, look at me. No, <laughs> it's, 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 it, it's not about that. Like, I feel proud about this. Yeah. And so for the past two months, I have felt like if there ever was a checklist or if there ever was a pretest or if there ever was an examination that I've passed that. Like I I took the course, I I took the test yeah. and I passed. And and that's kind of what it's felt like. Like, okay, I am I get to be an authorized dad. <laughs> Whatever that means. Oh my, like when you take a little kid on the plane and they give him the wings and you know, right, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I think that, you know, as a military person, you feel like, oh yeah, you know, I, I went to the course and I'm, I have my rank and or my ribbon or whatever. You know, I, I feel like, and it's strange because of the way that things have panned out, there are these clear demarcations, these events that have occurred that are like, okay, now you get this and now you get that. And, it was, and it's very strange. Like, what do you mean I get this now? I should have gotten this from the very beginning. Right. Right. But neither here nor there, right? I, again, stay positive, look at what you have. And so um, I am extremely grateful. And I think that that has fueled the mindset again, is that being in a positive place of, of trying to um, just, you know, enjoy every minute because you, you know, during COVID and you get older and you realize, wow, this is yeah, very fragile. It's very, very, you'd ever know. You know, one last question. I mean, as your attorney said, you you are obviously an extraordinary case and extraordinary circumstances, but, you know, there are plenty of, of, of dads out there who want to be the dads and, and they're divorced and, you know, your situation, but they're divorced and, and they struggle to, to see their kids and they struggle to get custody. When you think of, you know, how you, and they get angry and, you know, the anger doesn't, the natural reaction, but it doesn't help. But when you think about, you know, what you went through, how you did it, and how you came out the other end, also during global pandemic. What you know, are there any bits of advice that you can give to, you know, a dad out there who's struggling to, you know, see his son or daughter and and is 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 up against a a mom who who doesn't want to give give him his right? Um yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that this is something, it's strange that not only did I train in, in that field, right. Um, with the interrogation and the counterintelligence, but I also had people around me who loved me, who gave me the real human, uh, side of things. And, and I think that that's what it is, is that there's this like through friends and, and you know, your friends, right? Because what, what do they give you? Well, yeah, they'll give you time or maybe they'll help you out with money or whatever. But what they really give you is they give you love. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can tell what your friend, who your friend is. And that's why friends that you don't see, you know, over years, but they still love you. You're like, oh, they're, you know, they're your friends. Doesn't, doesn't. And then your family, same thing, right? Yeah. Your family loves you and, 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 and that's helpful. And so what I try to emphasize is you, you have to look at the emotion of what's going on. And you have to step back 
and be objective and not subjective. If you can manage the emotional roller coaster, you have probably already achieved 80% of the success of whatever it is you're going to do. That's great. And once you can get into that proper mindset space, having a buddy, having a friend, whoever to, to kind of talk you down when, because listen, I, I called a lot of people <laughs> that I had to be talked down. I'm like, look, and they're like, okay, you know, you, you have to, you cannot do it alone. That again, isolation, right? Isolation does a lot of amazing things to you. And most of them are not what you want. Um, but, you know, I look at four factors, emotion, team, time, and value. And, and so never, ever, ever Re- removing the, what, what I perceive to be the negative things about the mother and only seeing the fact that, Hey, it doesn't matter. She's the mother of your daughter. Right. And you're, and you're a father and yeah. I'm the father. And to me, great, whatever. I don't, I'm not going to criticize. And in fact, I don't care at this point what she thinks or how she feels or whatever. It's my job to create solutions and to kind of, in a sense, Hey, if you need something, I'm here. Cause it's not about me. It's not about the mom. It's about our child. Marvin, a truly uh, a remarkable story. Thank you so much for being my guest in the Company of Dads podcast. If ever there was a man who earned uh, the title lead dad, it's you. And I mean that seriously. This is uh, congratulations. And your your perseverance is, is a model. It's just absolutely remarkable. So thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. And Paul, thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it.